Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. May we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins and much more. Let's dive in. So today we have a special guest Manjula Ferreira she is she is born in India and moved to United States so we are going to talk more about it and uh, she's a, a small business growth specialist in HubSpot and she's an author of 6 weeks to sales confidence a guide for women ally and advocate for the Peepock sales community she also mentored a lot of women to empower in sales and especially she is a peer advisor for rework training so we will discuss more on what she does in the rework so this is about a short intro but we are going to discuss in detail with her and uh, i welcome jula hi jula hi i'm honored to have you here yeah so just a small uh, summary about yourself jula Well, I graduated from comparative literature in college and I had a really interesting varied career path. I was a holistic healer, massage therapist. I worked for a nonprofit for 7 years. And so before I got into sales and marketing, I did a lot of other things, but all of those things helped me develop customer service skills and prepared me for a future of just interacting with people. And then I had my own business. I was a social media marketer and then I took a coaching program where I learned about high ticket sales and did some freelancing wow. for different marketing agencies in sales and got a job prior to HubSpot selling websites for dentists. And then I started in HubSpot in July of last year. Wow. Yeah, so what do you feel about sales because you have a, you know, different kind of industries and career you worked in. What is about sales? Why sales? Well, I love sales for many different reasons. I think that uh, you and I were talking about this prior to getting on the show of the act of selling happens on an everyday basis. You're influencing people all around you, whether it's your clients or whether it's actually your family. And so having sales negotiation skills are really important for being successful in life overall. And I think it's a really amazing career especially for women to get into because it's lucrative. there's a lot of flexibility and it's really a profession where you can grow and thrive there's a lot of different people that can get promoted into many different layers of man- management and other things at your company so there's just a lot of opportunity there and i think that if more people especially women and women of color realize the potential that that we can kind of grow an amazing army of people to educate and help others because that's what I love about sales too is I'm educating my entrepreneur clients and helping them grow their businesses through their purchase of HubSpot. Wow. And I think very recently you've joined HubSpot. Like what's the feeling now? <laughs> yes. So my journey with HubSpot was really fascinating. So I was really excited to join back in July. We have an Indian female CEO, Yamini, wow. and she's amazing. Wow. I actually met with her yesterday. I, I was so honored to um, have a discussion with her and she's incredible. But I feel like I had this idealistic view of what HubSpot would be when I entered the job 
And when I got there, I realized that there still is a lot of work to be done with diversity, inclusion, equity measures. But the difference in HubSpot is that they listen to people, they listen to my feedback. And even though I had a really hard first six months in my ramping period, the leadership team was amazing and, and really implemented a lot of my feedback and took it to heart. And they really want to grow and be better. So a lot of companies out there, especially tech companies in the U.S., they have a sales bro culture. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but if you don't know what I mean by that, it's like a lot of white men who are overly confident getting into sales and it's dominating the culture of a lot of tech companies. And so HubSpot is trying to change that by inviting more women of color, people of color into sales, but there's a long ways to go. I'm not going to lie and say it's all like, you know, unicorns and roses. There's a lot of things that need to change. And I think because they're so open-minded, that's what makes them a great company to work for. I think that topic is really, we would like to discuss more like, if at all women from India who wants to move to abroad for a sales career, what kind of challenges because of color and white, what you just discussed, what is that she she may undergo and what is that she really have to be prepared? Yeah, well, it's very competitive to get into HubSpot. We do have an Indian division and international divisions like in Europe and Japan and Australia, but it's very competitive. It, they accept only 2% of their applicants into sales roles. So you have to go through a very rigorous process, prove yourself on paper, and then go through maybe about six to eight interviews and with panel discussions. So I was actually really amazed and stoked that I actually got a job there because it's so competitive. But then once you get your foot in the door, and if you are an Indian woman coming in, like immigrating from India to the US or to the Canadian office or even to Europe, you know, you will face a lot of things that are unpleasant to talk about, like discrimination or people making stereotypes based on your accent or things like that. So you really have to be very self-confident and be able to weather all of that and succeed. Because if you succeed in your role, you're going to people are going to pay attention to you. If you crush your quota and you'll, you want to climb the ranks, it doesn't matter like, how you sound or what color skin you have. It's really about your performance and what you can contribute to the company. But what is that you have faced, Jula, like when you get into sales? Because of I, I'm sure HubSpot will have all the diversity, but the previous companies in sales, like what kind of challenges you have faced because of these issues? Yeah, I faced a lot of challenges. Uh, my previous role, I tried to give them feedback and was shut down. They didn't want to hear it. And so I was hesitant to give HubSpot feedback because of that. But I've faced in my interviews a lot of feelings of, you know, it's subtle discrimination. People aren't going to be overtly doing that. And there's people who are unconscious about the ways in which they're discriminating. And there are people who are conscious about it. So the unconscious ones are the people that we really have to educate to do better. Because I applied for maybe eight companies like Snowflake, Sendoso, other tech companies. Um, Chili Piper gave me a, um, a job offer, actually. But what I found is that I was interviewing with mostly all white male managers. And if I was one of top two candidates and I was going against a white man who had experience in the SaaS industry or the tech industry, they would always pick him above me. And so I definitely faced a lot of challenges to get my foot in the door in the tech world because I have a non-traditional background. And so if you come into tech sales and you don't have 
you know, like you didn't graduate from college in business management and you became an SDR, then you went into being an account executive, your path is going to look very different, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to break into tech sales. It's just going to be different. It might be more challenging than an Ivy League white student from New England coming directly into tech sales, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. You just have to be mindful, resilient. You have to have certain qualities of grit, perseverance, but you need all those qualities to do sales anyway. So you're just basically proving yourself in order to do that. You just said mindful, you know, what I see is why this culture difference, why this color and why difference? What does that need to be updated or improved upon? I feel mindset plays an important role. Yeah, I mean, your own mindset, because you have to believe in yourself first and foremost. You can't expect other people to believe in you for you. Although it's nice when you have a manager who believes in you, because that helps with your mindset. But if nobody believes in you and you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to succeed. And so I think that as a woman of color and I'm an American woman with a lot of privileges, I I came from a middle class background and I realized that I have a lot of my own unconscious biases as well. But, you know, if you are an immigrant coming in, there's this extra layer of feeling like you don't belong or feeling like you need to assimilate into the culture and maybe give up a little bit of your culture. So there's that too. But I was talking to Yamini yesterday about this, Mm -hmm. and she was saying to me that it was her growth mindset that took her from being like in a small village in India to the CEO of a global tech company. And so she just adapted. She challenged herself. She grew and she made it. And so it doesn't matter where you come from. I think it's about that mindset of growth development, like if you fail, you pick yourself back up, like all of these qualities is what's going to make you successful. One question is like when organization is hiring, what is that they should look into? What is that they should not look into? Well, they should look into people who have potential. You know, I was a massage therapist and that doesn't translate into sales necessarily, but it does translate into, I have empathy for people I'm able to like know exactly what people are feeling. And I use that in my sales process. So, you know, these soft skills cannot be taught necessarily. And so if employers are able to hire people that have these soft skills and they're able to have people who have certain values. So the values of HubSpot are heart. So it's humility, you're humble, you're empathetic, you're adaptable, you're remarkable and transparent. So these are the qualities that they're looking for in the interview process. And you have a growth mindset, like a desire to win. And so if you're hiring based on qualities rather than, oh, she has five years of tech sales experience, then you can teach the product to anybody. And if if you think that they have these other qualities, then you can train them really well. But once they get into the hiring process, once they got a good organization and sales, like how they can retain their talent, I think that is also most important, right? More than yeah. you get into how you are going to retain, irrespective of culture, environment. Absolutely. This is the problem. So HubSpot definitely has room to grow in this arena, and I gave them direct feedback about it. But there's things that you can do as an individual to make your stay there more successful and to make sure that in the first 12 months, it's going to be challenging. Like sales, especially at a place like HubSpot is a difficult job. 
So you have to every day, like I do yoga every day. I make sure that I'm taking care of my body and my mind and like hanging out with friends, like getting support from my family. First and foremost is my number one priority because if my mindset and my body are not up to par, it's going to be hard for me to sell. So taking care of yourself, your mindset, but also like networking within the company, getting mentors. If your company doesn't provide that during your ramp period, you have to find ways to get what you need. So uh, don't just be like not proactive and wait for people to come to you. Basically, what you need to do is be proactive, make sure that you are seeking out help and being vocal. So if you're, you feel like your needs are not getting met, say something. Don't just sit back and wait for people to help you and to discover that you are struggling. You have to be vocal. You have to advocate for yourself. You have to learn how to go in and maybe talk to other managers, maybe outside your team and really get the support you need because the first six months are going to be really challenging. I was very challenged by the product. We have a very intensive, complicated product and it's not easy to learn. And so I always, when I got on phone calls with people in the beginning, I was stumbling a lot. I felt really stupid when I was talking, but it gets better over time. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes we have to really see how to manage the people around us. And we have Ashina here. She has a question for you. Yeah, I'm sales intern. I want to pursue my sales career outside India. What am I supposed to possess apart from academic qualifications? That's a great question. So I would definitely work on actually, can I ask a question? Like, like, what are you doing in your internship right now, specifically? Because um, I think a lot of it is about how you present yourself and how proactive you are in your internship. You really want to try to get as many skills as possible from your internship in terms of cold calling, emailing, interacting with prospects, project management, you know, CRM. Like if you have already experience with writing notes in a CRM like Salesforce or HubSpot, you're going to stand out from the crowd. So uh, make sure that you're using your internship to develop those skills, like the hard skills, and then doing other things to develop soft skills and how you present yourself is going to be important because what companies like HubSpot are looking for are people that are confident and people who, um, if they don't have a lot of experience and they're just coming out of college or they're coming out of an internship, they're looking for grit, perseverance, determination, things that are more intangible and things that you would need to show to them. So even if you didn't develop those skills in your internship, like maybe you had a pet sitting business or you you babysat, you know, like things like that, that show entrepreneurship, that show discipline and drive beyond. And maybe some of your classes at college, which were developing like public speaking skills or business acumen, you want to bring everything you've done so far into the interview and, and don't discount what you've done. Like even if like, for example, <laughs> my manager, when he was 12 years old, he shoveled snow. And he made like 600 bucks a a week and he was like an entrepreneur. So something like that, when you're 12 years old or 13 years old, you can talk about in your interview process. She just replied, uh, she has to get the sales to for skill set training organization. Yeah. So um, capitalize on that, like ask your manager, like be proactive with your manager and ask, is there something more that I can do on the job? And then that's going to look very impressive to a company like HubSpot. Yeah, I think instead of asking, I want this, I want that, instead asking, what is that you expect me to do to achieve what I want to achieve? 
Yeah. And also share your goals. Like if you have a goal of being a sales development representative and in five years you want to be like a manager, share that with people because people really want to help, especially people like me. Like I've been in the industry, well, not not really the tech industry for 20 years, but I've had a career for 20 years. I'm 42. And so I love helping young people. And so if you ask for help and you're vulnerable (laughs) and you're going to get help. It's mainly, I feel women have to open up and ask for it. Yeah. You have to have enough confidence in yourself and risk that uncomfortable feeling of being vulnerable to definitely ask for help. You know, I feel many women, they just uh, feel that, okay, they will only give if I'm doing well, if I'm deserved, like they come and give me the promotions, the hike, the salary. I think that is something they really have to uh, change the mindset. Unless until you ask for it, it's not possible, right? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I also think that women tend to, and I've, I've read research about this, they tend to do a really good job and hope that people will notice instead of doing what a lot of men do, which is maybe boast a little bit here and there. And a lot of women think that, oh, I don't want to boast about what I've been doing. But I think that you have to really kind of claim the amazing things that you've done and talk to people about it. And so it's not something to be ashamed of at all. Like the fact that both of us have written books, like we should be telling people because it's just a fact. It's just a fact that we've done this in our careers, right? So the more in which you are able to talk about these things and also share your goals, like for example, at HubSpot, my goal is to go to Founders Club, which means that they're going to fly me out to Monaco for an all expense paid trip. Wow. So (laughs) I've been actually telling people I want to go to Founders Club. And so I'm being accountable to Mm. my own goals by saying them out loud. Wow, that's a good example. So now we want to talk about your book, (laughs) Six Weeks to Sales Confidence Guide for Women. Like, I think it's a really, really important uh, quality a woman should have, especially if she wants to get into sales. For sure. Yeah, so um, confidence is the root of selling. If you're not confident in yourself and in your product, your potential prospect is not going to be confident and not going to buy. So it's really essential that you have, like I said, a strong mindset, a mindset routine to develop that confidence. And confidence doesn't necessarily happen overnight. I wrote six weeks to sales confidence, but it's a life learning experience to look at yourself, fail, get back up, like I mentioned before, and learn from that experience. And that's where the confidence comes from, because you have experience and you're able to own it, talk about it, not be ashamed of what happened to you. And I think that it's really important to to just continue to develop it over time. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, Jula, there are two ways of looking at the confidence. One is, as you said, in sales, confidence is so important. Unless until you are not confident in selling a product, how you will be able to convince a prospect to buy your product. That is number one. Number two, for being a woman, you know, I feel that is a barrier for them. They feel that I'm not confident to talk to customers face to face. You know, I'm not confident in traveling. What Mm -hmm. advice or suggestion you want to give to those women? Well, it is uncomfortable, especially if you're talking to a male CEO that might be older than you, and it's going to be intimidating. But what I was saying is to you, when we were originally talking about this in our prep call, 
you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. And with every single meeting that you have with a CEO or a CFO or somebody else, you're going to get more and more confident. You're going to get more and more capable of being assertive and just being yourself too. I noticed that as soon as I was more comfortable with the HubSpot product and relaxed a bit, I was able to joke around and even a 60 year old CEO of like an electric <laughs> fleet company, he and I were talking about politics and joking around because <laughs> I just felt like I was myself. And, you know, I'm 42, he was 20 years older than me, but in that moment we were connecting as people. And so if you remember that, I, oh, I could just be myself. I can make a joke. I, I don't have to be professional all the time and just rigid all the time because sales is about relationships. If they like you, they're going to buy your product. You know, they might just pass over a competitor because they liked your sales process better than Salesforce. So if you think about developing yourself and just being yourself, being confident in yourself, it's going to come over time. Is there any specific uh, tips, something you want to give to build the confidence for a woman? Yeah, I think having a mindset routine, whether it's journaling, whether it's yoga in the morning, meditating in the morning, listening to YouTube inspirational videos, reading inspirational motivational books, you know, something that you do every day for even at like five to 10 minutes is going to set the tone for the day, or you can do it in the evening and review what your day was like. Uh, one thing I do every morning on the yoga mat is I ask myself four questions. And this is something that my friend Chris Simmons at HubSpot gave to me, which he read from another book, I think. So the questions are, what am I glad about? What am I mad about? What am I sad about? And what am I anxious about? So you can do this mentally or out loud or journal about it. But if you are in touch with your emotions, you're in touch with who you are for that day, and you get those things out of the way so it doesn't disrupt your day, I think it can really help with mindset. And I do this every day now, and I love it because it makes me reflect upon how am I feeling right now? And how is that going to affect my day and my sales calls and my confidence right now? Have you also faced a kind of a lack of confidence initially? And how have you overcome? Yeah, the biggest thing that happened to me at HubSpot is I had a horrible ramping period where I felt so much like an imposter. I was thinking, why did they hire me? I can't do this. The product was too complicated. I was overwhelmed. And on top of it, I separated from my partner of nine years uh, during my ramp phase and moved into this new studio. I was living alone for the first time ever. And so I was in a pretty dark place. I really thought I was going to quit HubSpot and my confidence was shot. And what happened actually is that my manager went on a sabbatical for a month and a new interim manager came in who was a woman and she gave me tips about my discovery calls. She um, did reviews with me. She really pulled me up. And I realized wow. that it wasn't about me. It was about the fact that I didn't get the tools that I needed to be successful. And so I shifted my mindset. And then just some magical things started happening. I started talking to people in my company about my experience. I wrote a document, which is essentially like a playbook for the, the last six months of things I wish I had known. And I shared it with executives and new employees and a lot of people and got good feedback on it. And so I totally switched things around with my mindset. And I did something, I made something happen. Like I, I wasn't just 
using that experience to complain or to feel sad about myself, I actually turned it around and made something that can help other people who are going through the same thing with their RAM period. So I was really proud of myself for doing that, but it's really hard sometimes to pull yourself out. And sometimes, you know, on a daily basis, if you're feeling like really bad about yourself, or maybe you didn't make quota that month, if you just go on a walk, talk to a friend, listen to an empowering song, you can kind of shift your mindset just a little bit so that you can go to sleep and wake up with a new day and start over again. Because in sales, it's very stressful. You're, you have a monthly quota or a yearly quota, quarterly quota, and you really have to just be mindful of your mindset. Yeah. And one more thing uh, to add upon it, something like gratitude. I also tell some of the women, just write a gratitude letter whenever you feel low. Because if when they write a letter, they know that they have so much, but others uh, still, they don't have food, shelter, clothes, right? So that gives yeah. kind of a confidence, I feel. For sure. And on top of that, I, I read somewhere or heard somewhere, uh, like if you want what you already have, you're going to feel really good because <laughs> it's the act of gratitude. It's the act of like, wow, I have in my life, like maybe I'm not a sales manager just yet, or maybe I'm not like, an account executive just yet, but I'm on the path to doing that. And every single day, like in the book, Atomic Habits, like if you get better 1% every day, you're going to get to where you want to be, but you have to know where you want to go and you have to be disciplined enough to work on yourself every day. Uh, There's a question by Achana. Can you suggest some tips to write LinkedIn posts and blogs on sales? My English is very simple. Any online courses worth attending? I don't really know um, off the top of my head, honestly, any online courses that are worth attending, but um, you can start by just like observing how you're feeling on a daily basis. Like, like I like to write about things that I've, like maybe I come across an article and I wanna make a comment about it and um, I have some insight. Like think about how you can contribute or whether you just wanna share like a graphic. Um, the other day I shared a Maya Angelou poem for Black History Month. So it doesn't have to be original content every single time, but just get in the practice of posting like once a week and then you can do a couple times a week and start to share your opinions because people need to hear what you have to say. And um, it doesn't have to be a long post at all. And she just given a compliment to you. She's so down to earth and very ink. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> and she just want to talk about like, want to know about cumulative selling that is my book she just said uh, cumulative selling title seems to be very interesting can you tell us about outline and inspiration to write the book the outline of the book is uh, what i want to convey from this book is i personally feel if you want to become successful in sales it's just not only a sales skills it is uh, mindset integrity discipline and you have to take massive actions and sales skills all put together it's called cumulative the cumulative results of all these qualities will give you the result so that is about the book so i explain everything uh, uh, whatever i told routines integrity mindset sales skills action all will be there inside the book and the inspiration to write the book is just to share my stories and what i learned what worked for me so that to help others other sales professionals so I want to talk about rework uh, training, your peer advisor. What is that is all about? 
Yeah, so it's a nonprofit. We help underrepresented people, um, mainly people of color, get jobs as um, SDRs, which is sales development representatives. And so these people are coming from all walks of life. A lot of them don't have a college education. People can go into mentorship programs and volunteer there. So we have people from like DocuSign, PandaDoc, um, other tech companies participating in it. And it's a really cool program. I gave a talk uh, to the San Francisco cohort the other day about how to network on LinkedIn. And they were just so amazing, receptive, grateful for the information. And I just am excited about seeing where they all land with new jobs. But what is that you really feel in women, like when you give the mentorship and all or advice to women, like what is the one thing they really, really have to improve upon being a woman who saves? I think it's the confidence. That's why I wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> <I think that's, laughs> if, they, if they believe in themselves and even in the, the face of failure, even in the face of doing things that, you know, like everybody makes mistakes. And it's just really about like believing in yourself despite being human and despite being vulnerable and despite like like doing things that are just not up to par with your own personal standard. Like, I think that the confidence just comes over time, but you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, I think that's very important. You have to believe in yourself because society is all, we have talked in the preparation call, like there are society always try to say, this is not good for you. This is male dominated mm -hmm. industry, but it's all about you are believing yourself. Once you believe, then your family starts believing in you. Yeah. If you are lacking confidence, whether should I go for sales or not, like even your family will not have confidence to send you out. I think yeah. believing herself is the most important in sales, I believe. Yeah. And then to build upon that, you might come across people that don't agree with you, that don't believe in you, and you have to ignore them too. You know, it, I think it's really important to just follow your own path and not get derailed by other people's comments about you and just go for it. I mean, it's really hard to do because there are a lot of negative negative people out there that want to see you fail. And some people are doing it unconsciously. There are people who love you, like your parents or your siblings who are like, oh, sales, why are you doing that? Or they make a comment that kind of tries to derail you, but you shouldn't let them do that. There's a, another question. Uh, why did you choose sales as a career? What is your vision? I think, why did you choose? We already discussed initially, right? Yeah. What is your vision? I have a big vision. So after this role in sales, I'd like to become a ramp acceleration manager at HubSpot. And that means I'm going to be helping new employees to be successful at HubSpot and give them the skills that I didn't get when I first was there. And then after that, I would love to be like a VP of sales and go into executive leadership because uh, there aren't many women of color in the tech industry in executive leadership, especially in places like HubSpot. Uh, Yamini, she stands out because she's an Indian woman and the CEO, but you know, they have a lot of growing to do in that arena. Wow. We wish you a great uh, success of your mission. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You just mentioned like you want to help uh, employees on the skills development for the new employees in HubSpot. Just a question, like what kind of skills is really important to, you know, to, to grow in sales and such? Yeah, like I've mentioned, mindset. Um, I would love to see more onboarding experiences talk about that because you need that resiliency and mindset to be successful, but also just basic skills in discovery calls, listening to your prospects, 
being able to gather their pain and their needs from that call and then have a very customized demo based on that and negotiation skills and the ability to move a deal along, to close it, to feel confident talking about money because not everybody's confident around that topic. So those are very basic skill sets that you'll need in the tech sales world. Okay. About work-life balance, because the men before getting into sales, they feel that I will lose my family. I can't uh, balance both. But, you know, my perspective is if you are in sales, you will actually balance better your life. We just discussed before this conversation, right? Your sales skills is going to help. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to help influence your husband, influence your (laughs) child, hopefully in a positive way, not a manipulative (laughs) way. That's definitely something that you'll develop, but also in the profession itself, sales is a very flexible job. Like I have my coworker who has a a seven-year-old daughter and he just goes and picks her up and my manager doesn't care. As long as he's meeting his quota, you can kind of like have the life that you want and especially with remote selling jobs. So it's really a fantastic time for women and women with husbands and children or partners and children to be able to like excel at their role and have a good work-life balance and family life too. So we are almost end of the show. Just an advice like women want to apply for a, a sales organization job, maybe within India and they're abroad. Uh, what was the question specifically? The okay. job opportunities, how they can apply, what is that they have to look into while applying for a job in abroad? Yeah, so um, I don't know about the visa process, honestly, but um, a place like HubSpot, which is a global company, you can go to their website and check out the different job postings. But I always recommend that people try to network to get like a referral link of that specific company. And the way you network is is important because don't just like push yourself onto people and expect them to respond. I've had many, many people contact me asking me for mentorship and coaching and they were really like arrogant and <laughs> like, why would I help you if you're not being respectful to me? So be respectful of people's time, but um, use LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn's a great platform to network with people Like if you want to apply to a company like Salesforce, find a Salesforce sales rep who's doing what you want to do and ask them for a 15 minute informational interview. Try to be respectful, like I said, of their time, but also helpful. Like maybe you want to connect them to somebody in your network as a, a thank you. So definitely put yourself out there, write content, don't be shy and introduce yourself to as many people as possible. I know based on our discussion, you really face a lot of challenges and you overcome it, a lot of rejections. What is that one thing? It's the, your secret for your success till now. I think it's grit and resilience. If you give up on yourself, you're never going to get anywhere. Like you have to be resilient. You have to take rejection. And that's what sales is about. You're going to have prospects rejecting you like, here at HubSpot, they go to my Salesforce competitor. I have to be okay with that and go on to the next prospect and not let it bother me or not take it personally. Same thing with jobs. Like if you get rejected, apply for the next job, take a break, go on a walk, like walk your dog. You know, you really have to be mindful of yourself, but also just persist, be resilient, gritty, all of that. So if people wants to, you know, approach you or want to talk to you, like how they can now. Uh... Yeah, feel free to to connect with me on LinkedIn. I have limited time to be very honest in terms of interacting with you personally, but I will accept your invite if you connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, You can purchase my book on Amazon. 
And that's a great way to get to know me and my work. Yeah. Or follow me on LinkedIn. Actually, I, I've read uh, Jula's book completely, six weeks. And uh, each week, there are a lot of steps. And, uh, you know, you can really practice week by week. In a simple way, she really explained how to build the confidence. So I recommend everyone to read her book. It's available on Amazon. So it was nice talking to you, Jula. And a lot of uh, insights, a lot of advice, yeah. suggestions. Um, really amazing to have yeah thanks so much for having me and i i love your show i love that you're doing this for indian women and other people it's just so awesome thank you thank you for listening to sell like her podcast do subscribe and share it so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening successful women's stories let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales meet you in the next episode until then bye take care